You can't have chicken soup for the soul without the spoon. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, Celebrity Book Edition, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Spoon, by Amy Krause Rosenthal. Illustrations by Scott Magoon. Published by Hyperion Books. Before we get started, I would like to let everyone know, next week is going to be a celebration week for us. Starting on Monday with our 250th episode, and finishing on Friday, celebrating our year anniversary. And if you would like to keep up with everything this goose has cooked, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Now to Amy. For those who don't know Amy Krause Rosenthal, she was not only a prolific author and mother of three, she was a filmmaker and contributor to Chicago's NPR station and the TED conference. She was known for her short films, mainly shot through her iPhone. A few of those films were 17 Things I've Made, The Money Tree, and The Beckoning of Love. Man, did she definitely keep busy. Her story, Spoon, is about a small spoon who is sick of being a spoon, and he confides in his mother about his jealousy of the other utensils. Will this little spoon ever learn to accept himself? Well, bring some comfort food, and let's give this spoon a hand. We open being introduced to the spoon and his rather large family. They must be the Duggars. Except, without the pedo shit. Actually, you know what? This looks more like a big extended family. Because we can see a massive ladle standing there with all the different spoons. A ladle is definitely a distant cousin of the spoon. We now get to see a day in the life of Spoon. Seeing the different places he goes and his various activities. Quote, at bedtime, Spoon likes to hear the story about his adventurous great-grandmother, who fell in love with a dish and ran off to a distant land. End quote. If a dish and a spoon could procreate, what would they make? A bowl? A saucer? Maybe a Dutch oven? Now we finally get to Spoon's issues. We see him sitting on a bowl feeling upset, and his mother is laying down on her side like those sexual ancient Roman paintings. It's weird. I feel like she needs to get up or find a new position. Anyway, she asks the little Spoon what's bothering him, and the little Spoon begins to spill the beans. No pun intended. He's jealous of his friends. Quote, like knife is so lucky. He gets to cut. He gets to spread. I never get to cut or spread. End quote. Not only is knife pretty sharp, he lives every man's dream. He gets to cut the cheese and butter your bread. I would say that's pretty damn lucky. Now Spoon goes into Fork and how she gets around. She'll try anything once. 
and he continues showing his envy, talking about the twins. That is, the chopsticks. He calls them stylish and exotic. I would say more like they're obnoxious and overrated. I can't stand fumbling around with those things. Who thought picking up food with two twigs was a good idea? Especially something like rice. Did they think, hey, I'm watching my weight. Maybe if it takes me all day to eat a bowl of rice, picking up one or two grains max per bite, I won't overeat. I have to hand it to him. It works. We then jump to Spoon's friends and their jealousy of him. And they're imagining the things they would do if they were him. And we can see in a picture Spoon getting some sugar. Quite literally, he's entered a jar of sugar. It seems that everyone is envious of Spoon. And we even see him banging on a pot. They really think this guy's a player. Is that banging a reference to the fact that he's a musician too? Actually, he's the instrument. Now we jump back to Spoon and his mom, and his mom tucks him in for the night. While she's doing that, she gives him a pep talk. She tells him that his friends don't get to dive face first into that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. I'm talking about ice cream. She started out hot, or should I say cold, with her best line, and it goes downhill from there, finishing with her telling him they don't get to be spun around upside down in a cup. That sounds disorienting. She should have stopped on the ice cream. Well, the story ends with Spoon taking his mother's talk to heart, and he claims he's never felt more alive. He's a spoon. He's not alive. Finally, we see all the spoons tuck themselves away for the night. And Spoon quite literally spoons with his parents. This moral is about as straightforward as it gets. It's the classic, the grass is always greener. You may think people have it way better than you, but they're all struggling with their own shit too. It's important to cherish the positive things you have in your life. You'll be much happier focusing on you and not comparing what you have to everyone else. Amy wrote a fun one. It was relatable and is applicable for everyone. She took us on a complete journey, letting us know everything about this spoon. As for Scott's pictures, he somehow managed to take utensils and create a whole world with them. It was everything you would expect and more. One clever touch was seeing the spoons in the silverware organizer tucked away in the drawer for the night. If you're feeling down and need to be spoon-fed some positive crap, this is a good one to pick up. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm going to give this book a 3.5. I'll have a heapin' helpin' and go back for another servin'. This goose is cooked. Celebrity Book Edition. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.